All right, everybody, we are back for the second episode of the Honey Squad podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Lucretia. And we're about to dive right back into being ready. Being ready. Being ready. So last time we left off with, you're not ready. I I wasn't ready. Yeah. Too fast, too soon. Too fast, too soon. Too fast, too soon. And I wasn't ready. Um... And as I was telling you, it took me a long time to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't ready then. Yeah. Even then. Um, <laughs> it's because we're drinking our Jesus juice on we Sunday. Are Jesus juice. <laughs> like, you know, as I, as I pick it up to back where I was back then, it was too fast, too soon. Because again, I was, you know, really fresh off of, you know, having this baby in this relationship to a man that I thought that possibly could have been my future. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it was just, my mind was like, well, why, why, why wouldn't it me? Yeah. But what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Yeah. But then I realized it was too much too soon and then I told you before I was bitter I was very very bitter nothing that she did nothing that she said made a hill of beans she mm-hmm. couldn't talk to me I didn't want to talk to her and I didn't have anything for her yeah um, and I had to I was slowly getting there because CJ was deployed shortly after Zerian was born mm-hmm um, I think I, it's been so long ago, Kelly, and I think that he left for some type of training and then came back. But that's when, because I told you they got married like four months after Zarian was born. Yeah. And so, you know, they got back, he got back, then they got married. And I, I want to say he was home for a little while and then he, he left again. Mm-hmm. And he was gone for Zarian's first birthday. Yeah. During that time, she did not have any dealings with Zarian, to my knowledge. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he would go over to Renee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Renee would keep him in. I guess she was there. Because I think she was living with him at the time. And so, what's there, it was there. But it was still too fast, too soon. And I had to slowly get up to it and what made me have to get comfortable with it because CJ was going to be deployed for two plus years yeah and so you know and trying to get myself ready for me to let them take Zarian right I had to be okay with it so while CJ was gone Zarian turned one Mm -hmm. I did invite her to Zarian's first birthday party yeah. And what made me drop all hostility and, and bitterness to her was after um, Zarian's birthday, she did send me a thank you note for allowing her to be a part of it, to be a part of Zarian's first birthday. Yeah. Even though she, I hadn't been welcoming, I, welcoming that first part because I, I wasn't, I wouldn't give her anything. Yeah. But that made me realize, you know what? I have to be okay with it. 
Yeah. So I, I had to grow into it, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, at the time, after I grew into it, we all started a small business together. And then, you know, the more I was around her, the more I thought, you know what, we have a lot of things in common other than other than the two people. Yeah. We, we like the same fragrances. We like to do the same things. And I grew to like her. Yeah. But then it made me okay. Yeah. So my, my biggest concerns or my biggest issues with her diminished. Right. So... It, it, it just takes time and I guess because I, I saw the bigger picture that's why I wanted her to be okay with you yeah but when the, she's on the other foot and it's a different person people aren't going to like we can't expect people to be us right and I have a really I have a huge issue with expecting people to be me and I don't always look at things in the correct manner like I can be petty and I can be a pain in the ass. But when it comes down to, like, you know, when I got my life coach certification, mm-hmm. one of the things that I learned was, like, the self-love stuff, but also setting expectations for yourself and other people. And um, I think one thing that I've done in my life that's made myself super miserable is that I expect for people to react the way I do. Or I expect me out of people. Yeah. And so I think um, maybe in that instance, you know, because you'd gone through it and you'd gone through it with her together, mm-hmm. she had that example. So maybe you were expecting you out of her. Yes. <laughs> but I think, um, like they had been, they had been apart for over a year when he and I started dating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they had both dated multiple people, but I'm the first person that she met that he dated, to my knowledge. Yeah. I think. I know the girls had never met anybody else, and he dated um, Andrea for like a little over a year off and on. I think so. And yeah, because I don't think, I think Zarian met her maybe a couple times. A couple times, like, yeah. It, but it was never, they were going to dinner. I yeah. think it was all out, you know, out in a family type setting or right. in a setting that included Zarian and the girls. Yeah. But it was never, well, we're going over there for dinner. We're going to hang out. Right. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. So I think for her, and I could be completely wrong, but this is how I read it. Um, when, like I said before, when it was brought to me, I was just like, I don't <coughs> think she's going to be ready for this at all. Um, because, and that was me projecting myself because I certainly wasn't. Like I tried to be and I made nice and everything. But, um, well, this is with like, you know, Todd and his wife. Um, but like after the whole thing was over, I was just like, God. And it wasn't because I wanted Todd back. It was just kind of because like, I think sometimes like you might not want that person, but you don't want somebody else to have them. Right. Because you lose control over that person and that control becomes a comfort. It does. And you don't, I don't think you like, you're aware of the fact that it's a control thing. But that control thing is like a part of your home and a part of something that you have been used to mm-hmm. and a part of something that, you know, um, I'm brain farting right now too. <laughs> it's just something where you don't have to make much change. No. And so when you start losing bit by bit by bit, you start seeing that you're not as significant as you once were and you make it about yourself in some ways. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying this is what everybody does. I'm projecting. That's because uh, that's kind of what I did, but I do think that in some ways that's a factor, right? For everybody, because you see your um, past 
you know, slowly fading away even more. Right. Well, and, and I don't remember how long it was when we had the dinner, but I want to feel like it was, in, I think it was in June and we started dating like in March. Was it that soon? I think so. Cause I was just like, Ooh, she ain't ready. <laughs> I was hoping she would be. And I didn't know, cause I did not know Ashley. I didn't know her at all, but I was really hoping that she would be ready. Um, because I did want to have a good relationship, right? Right. But, you know, too, I'm the first person, and I think when when you actually see that, you know, you are meeting this first person, it's just like, oh, shit, this might be real. Right. Because, I mean, it had been a few years. They both dated other people. Um, CJ dated a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Zary told me that. A whole lot of people. <laughs> Zary told me. I was yeah. like, how you know? Because I have a big mouth. <laughs> but, no, probably because his dad told him to. But, um, I mean, I think he met a couple of the girls mm-hmm. that he was talking to. He didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought maybe he did. Mm-mm. Oh. Oh. CJ got around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. But, um, I think when you finally, like, actually have to meet one of the people, you know, this might be the real thing. Right. And so, it's just like, oh, shit. And so, you try to put on a brave face. Yeah. And be mature, because that's the thing that you're supposed to do. But then it hits you. It's, it's done. We're over. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because, and, and I think, Kelly, at that time, like I told you, I had, you know, that part of my life was gone. Yeah. And I was in a different space. Well, so we both... Um, CJ and I both really, like, I didn't, I didn't have any, like, ill will towards you for doing it. Because I understood what you were trying to do. Like, yeah. I felt like, you know, you wanted her to, you wanted to give her what you wish somebody would have given you. Yes. And you didn't have that. And no. so you were kind of being like the, the Jesus to the situation. Yes, I was trying to. The yes. go-between. You know, extend that, that branch so that way, because... I'm gonna tell you because you know when we did this small business thing, it was me and her and Renee, and we would go to a lot of places, and we would ha- we had a great time. Yeah. And so I wanted to get her in that space so that maybe things could just keep trucking on in a forward motion. Yes. Yeah. So that way, if something ever comes up, it's me, it's you, and it's her, and we're great, and we're we're on down the road. Yeah. But it just didn't happen that way. Yeah. Well, I think over time, we'll always have hiccups because as much as we want to say it's not an awkward situation, until like everybody's in a place to where you got, it's going to be an awkward situation. Um, and that's only because there's going to be animosity, but you have to identify where your animosity is. Um, you know, I'm sure there's animosity towards me for whatever reason, or there has been for a while. With me, um, I had animosity towards um, my husband's new wife in a way because I didn't want him, but also was a single mom at the time, and I didn't have anybody, and I didn't want my kids having a family with them and not having one with me because I didn't have that, you know, nucleus of a family or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I was in it by myself that he was offering them, you know, more stability than I could because I didn't have a boyfriend or a husband. And so that made me feel very insecure. Yep. And um, now we we talked about this earlier. 
going back, I wouldn't do it any different. And I really wish I would have stayed single longer. Yeah. I really wish I never married my second husband. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be like straight up honest, that if I ever made a mistake in my life, that would be it. Yeah. Not trying to be mean or anything because I did get some really awesome friendships out of it. But, um, you know, God, that was seven years of a fucking nightmare. But, um, like, literally gaslit for seven years. However, <laughs> you know, going back to it, I do wish I could have been, um, you know, single a lot longer. Yeah. Because being single, and this is where we're segueing, not unless you want to add anything else about being ready. You can't be ready until you're okay with yourself. You're right. And if you're a single mother, you can't be ready until you know how to depend on yourself. Exactly. Because that gives you security. That gives you, like, that's your warm security blanket of, you know what? I'm happy for him. I'm happy for her. I'm glad they're moving on. I'm glad they're happy. I'm secure in my life. I am happy where I'm at in my life right now. And it's good. It's okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's where you got And that's what got you ready was you got that security blanket. You became secure in your position as to where you were in your life. Mm-hmm. You knew what your role was and you mm-hmm. were okay with letting somebody else in. Yeah. And yes. I think that's a part of getting ready. It, it has to be because, you know, in essence, if you don't, you're in it by yourself. You're in this boat. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a bubble. Yeah. You're in this bubble. You're in this boat. And nobody else is getting in. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you also close yourself off. Yeah. For what could actually be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, and, and touch it on that one thing you said, because, you know, when you're a single mom and then there's, you're looking at this other family mm-hmm. that your kids is getting into, but it doesn't mean that things are always bad yeah it also it, it leads to something else good on the other side right well I mean I'll tell you my kids to this day say some of the happiest times they have ever had um, was when it was just the three of us yeah that they were you know content mm-hmm. they were happy yep. they felt secure they felt more secure with it just being me and them mm-hmm than they did having that family that I was scared of yeah. that they were going to love more. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because they had all of my attention. I don't know if it was because they weren't, you know, fighting to share attention with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a little bit of everything, but it was the fact that they knew that I was always going to be there. Yeah. And even when I did get remarried, we did have some good times. I'm not going to say the whole entire, you know, thing was a waste of time. We did have some good times, but like, when I started dating CJ as soon as I did, my son was actually disappointed because he was just like, I really wanted it to just be us for a while again because I missed that shit. I know. And it's just like, if I had clung on to something else or if I hadn't have allowed myself to be alone, my kids wouldn't have that security. Yes. So, and then I don't think I would have been prepared to, you know, have myself in a good headspace to start dating again. I got you. And guys, sorry for the guys that are listening to this. When you're a single mom, the dating pool is a cesspool. You may have one like good bacteria in the cesspool of all the poo bacteria, Mm -hmm. but they are really hard to fucking find because they think you're a single mom. They're going to get the poontang for furry Mm -hmm. because apparently you're desperate and you're looking for, you know, a baby daddy. And it's just like, Oh, I'm sorry. 
you need to get to know me first. Yeah. Because that is not what I'm fucking looking for. Exactly. My kid's got a dad. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That is, va- that is very, very valid. Yeah. And until somebody tells me different, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's valid because I'm going to tell you. And I remember seeing this, and it just goes on another tangent here, but I'm going to back it up to it. We already told them we were having trouble. We okay. Uh, there was a segment on 90 Day Fiance, when it, the uh, the single life. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie says she's back in the dating pool, but she sh- she's sure now there's pee in it. <laughs> yes. There is pee in it. Yeah. With the back, there you go with the bacteria. But mm-hmm. like I said, you're right because I'm gonna tell you, as a single mom, I had so many shitty dates, shitty, I, shitty men that mm-hmm. I had come in contact with because I was single. I'm, you know, I'm out here dating, and you know, then you know, I never really introduced anybody to my child. They knew about it. Oh, see, I dated three guys before my second husband, and my kids never had any clue. Yeah. Oh, so now he didn't know. Let's see. There yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, these guys knew that I had kids, yeah. but I never told my kids about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But I never, Zary never met any of them. Yeah. Because it was never a thing that where I wanted him to meet them until I was sure. So, did you do the parenting and change classes? I don't even know if they do that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I got divorced, I had to do a class mm-hmm. called Parenting and Change. Mm-hmm. And it's like how to like survive and get your kids to survive through a divorce. Like co-parenting mm-hmm. that works. And I seriously doubt very many people who do it actually gain anything from it because you're so emotional through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Unless like, you know, you're just besties and it's like one of those rare, you know, 1% situations. Like, yeah, it just didn't work out, but we're going to be best friends. Um... There's a lot of emotions, so sometimes it doesn't work. The one thing that I got out of that class is do not introduce anybody to your children until you are sure. Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason why is because it will cause the biggest attachment issues when they grow up. They won't be able to attach to anybody because they feel like they'll be abandoned and they'll leave them. Well, see. And so that was why I never introduced anybody to my kids until I, like, I dated my ex husband for a year before he met my kids. Well, see, that might be extreme. No, it's not. I'm gonna tell you, I had, I did date two people in that in that time, in that mm-hmm. point of time, that were one I did introduce to to Zarian because I thought that he was it. But see, for, you have to know, my child, it's always been just, just us. Yeah, it's always just been me, me and him. Mm-hmm. Even through me dating the one guy, because I, I think I've dated three guys in the ten years. Yeah that I was by myself, um, that Zarian's ever, you know, mm-hmm. gotten to know. One just didn't work out, but ev- but he was always there. Yeah. Regardless. It, sorry, the dog's one here. Sea bass uh, attention. And Zarian didn't like him. Mm-hmm. But then, as I've gone to figure out, Zarian didn't like him because, why? Because it's always just been us. Yeah. So, when you're when you are single and it's just you and your kids, it is just y'all. Mm-hmm. And Zuri never liked any of them. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. And see, that's where I don't think that he would ever have that attachment because he didn't like any of them because why? It's always just been us. Yeah. 
Because he's the man of the house. He is the man. Of the I'm house. the captain now. He is the. <laughs> he he runs this ship, and he don't even have a job. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like I peed on every corner. So don't even think you're gonna step into this house and yep. be the man because it ain't you. Yeah, it's not you. And friend. I can wield a knife. <laughs> Lord, Lord, my school. I know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that. It, it's funny because, like I said, I didn't we we didn't have to do any type of, because we were never married. Yeah. So I didn't have to do any type of parenting thing. I just learned it on my own. Well, that and the fact that it's all um, I would think it's harder in a lot of ways, but it's also easier because that's all Zarian has ever known. Yeah. So for him, there wasn't like now I know that you know when CJ and his ex wife got divorced, there was um, like some emotions with that. Yes, he because was, that's all he ever knew. Also, because yes, he was a baby. You're right. But um, like for you and him, like it, he just had more security because he knew that you weren't changing. No, I wasn't changing. Like this was all gonna stay. Mm -hmm. And so he had like this is his security blanket. You're right. And so I forgot about that because I'm gonna tell you, he was really mad at his daddy for a long time. Mm -hmm. He was, and he and he talked to me about it, and I had to tell him. Son, sometimes people don't work out. Yeah. You know, you want them to. Yeah. But sometimes people don't work out. Yeah. Sometimes situations don't work out. Yeah. But it doesn't change anything. It doesn't mean people don't still love you. Right. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. It just means that, you know, these people that you care about just can't be together anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. I know that um, the girls at first had issues with it because CJ's oldest daughter used to always say we love you because mm -hmm. they've always been really open and honest with me mm -hmm. and so when I was in college I went for child psychology mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. my minor was substance abuse and stuff mm -hmm. like that to help kids who had come from like addiction issue households mm -hmm. and so I've always had this way of being able to talk to kids mm -hmm. and kids have always been able to open up with me and um, we went shopping one day and she was having some issues and this was like a year and a half ago and I don't even remember exactly what was going on. It was right before we got married. And um, I was just like, so tell me what's going on. Like, you know, like you can tell, cause they call me KK, you can, call, you can tell KK anything. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. I'm not gonna stop loving you. Um, I just want you to know that you can be honest with me because I can't help you if I don't know if there's a problem. Right. And your daddy can't help you. Your mom can't help you if they don't know that they're a problem. So you have to not worry about hurting people's feelings and be honest with them. Right. Because we're in control of our feelings, mm -hmm. not you. Mm -hmm. You're in control of your feelings, not us. When we punish you, do you think we're going to be worried if you get mad at us? No. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that you need to tell me, don't worry about it if it's going to hurt my feelings or not. Because it needs to be said, it needs to be said. It needs to be said. I'm in control of my feelings. So... Because we don't want codependent children. No. <laughs> like, let me wave this flag. So, anyways, um, we got to talking about it. And she was just like, you know, I really do love you, KK. I really do. And I don't want to hurt your feelings. But I just miss mom and daddy being together. And I was just like, oh, baby, I know. So, my parents never got divorced either. They were married for 46 years when um, they both passed away. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it's like to come from a divorced household. But I do know what it's like to get kids through a divorced household. And Sophie and Xander used to say all the time, we miss you and dad being together, even though all we did was fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing Xander remembers about us being married is us fighting. That's it. And I mean, he was little, little, like super little when we got divorced anyway. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't remember any very much good. 
Um, Sophie remembers the good times, but, you know, she was just like, you know, I just hate that, you know, if you and dad hadn't gotten divorced, he wouldn't have married this person that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, why couldn't y'all work it out? You know, da, da, da. So these are all things that I have already had conversations with. And I was just like, Carly, I understand. I'm like, it, my heart goes out to you because I don't understand. I, I, like, I understand that you want your parents to still be together, but I don't understand what it feels like for you. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you just have to know that no matter what happens between your mom and your dad, they both still love you very much. And they're both still going to take care of you. But sometimes they're better parents when they're not together. Yes. And that was me. I was much better mom when I wasn't, you know, with their dad. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of grew. Well, I, I don't think I did. I know I did. But um, I told her I was just like, you know, the fact that they still love you and they can still be friends is really great. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of parents can't do that. And then you feel like you have to pick a side. Yeah. And so, you know, at least they're friends. And we got talking about it, and I was just like, you know, if you tell your mom and your dad that, I'm sure they'll probably understand too. And I said, I'm sure they probably feel bad, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But they do love you. Yeah. And whether they're together or not doesn't mean that their love for you changes. It just means you get two Christmases, two birthdays, two <laughs> Easter's. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of benefit in a way. You really do. You really, really do. Yeah. But um, she's said that to me a couple of times. And so, where was I coming with this? Because we're rabbit trolling like crazy. Uh, Carly was upset because mom and dad weren't together anymore. Yeah. And, oh, and so we were talking about how Zarian was upset yes. with CJ. Yes. So, it does affect the kids. But, um, I don't think that, um, I'm trying to prove my point. And I, I think it... We're both in the rabbit. We're in the hole here. We are in the hole. We gotta dig our way back out. I know. Like he was upset because of what he thought that he was missing on that aspect of you know, <coughs> Dad and Ashley. Well, so I think Carly was upset because she thought that, um, like they weren't all going to be able to be together anymore, mm-hmm. and that Carly felt like she had to make a choice. Yeah. And I don't know why. That's where I was going with it. I don't know why she felt like this. I don't know how it got into her head because she couldn't voice it. Mm-hmm. But she felt like she had to choose between her parents. Yeah. And I was just like, no, baby. You never have to choose between your parents. You never have to choose between your parents. Ever. Unless one of them turns into a turd and you just make that choice. Your parents are not making you choose. No. You can love both of them. And you can love me too. Right. But I'm not going to be your mama. Right. And I'm never going to take her place. And that's not something you need to worry about. Like, you're not coming into a new household. I think that's what the whole thing centers around was me and CJ were getting married. And she thought that, and I guess this is just the way kids think. But she thought because we were getting married, that was going to be like her new household. And so she was worried about what was going to happen to her mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just like, I mean, my kids, dad got married before I did. And we did just fine. Like, yeah. it'll be okay. Nothing's going to change aside from the fact that your dad's getting married. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't because, you know, again, you know, like I told you, Darian was upset because they were getting a divorce. But see, it never affected him because we were never together yeah. on the me and dad aspect. Right. So it didn't affect him. Yeah. But he was more upset about dad and Ashley because 
that's all he's ever known. Yeah. And so, and it's hard for me to try and help him navigate it because my parents have been married for 49 years. Yeah. And so, I just, I never had to go through that. Girl, so Sophie's fiance, his parents have never gotten divorced and they've been married for over 20 years, I think. They got married around the same time me and Sophie's dad did. And then Sophie comes from a divorced home. Mm-hmm. And so she's like terrified of getting divorced now. And like he is too, because she comes from a divorced home. And like there's a part of me inside that's just like, oh, I feel like shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just life. Like, you know? trust me, you're probably in a better position in life right now because I did, but. <laughs> I know, but th- you know what? Things are so much different now yeah. than when my parents were um were, were married mm-hmm. because my mom and dad got married right out of high school yeah. well she was right out of high school my dad was older than my mom by a couple of years yeah but he married her right out of high school mm-hmm. so that's all she's ever known yeah that's all she's ever i mean you know like i told her i said you don't know what it's like to have to date yeah she's like well, what do you mean lucretia well mom the only person you've ever dated was daddy Guys are dogs. Yeah, honey, they're horrible. I mean, there were times when CJ and I were dating that I wanted to strangle his ass. I know. And I was just like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Like, I know. Oh, shit. And then it's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, because you, you get burned by so many dudes out there that you second guess everything. But, and that's why I didn't want my kids to meet anybody. Now, with CJ, it was different because my kids were older. Yeah. And literally, it's the most unconventional relationship I've ever been in. Maybe that's why it worked. Maybe. But, um, like, I slow walk everything in life. But as soon as he and I started dating, I mean, it was just like, bam, 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 bam. Moved in together, everything happened. I mean, it was crazy. And our divorces weren't even final. And I was just like, shit, it's a good thing my parents aren't alive because they, I'd get the whole, you're living in sin and going to go to hell speech. The church Christ is not approved. Oh, yeah, but it turned out good. I mean, everything turned out great in the end, but yeah. Um, my kids did meet. So Xander had already met CJ because we were friends and he'd came over one night for a game night mm-hmm. with me and my ex-husband and some of our friends. Okay. And um, this is when he was in between breakups and we were talking on, you know, Facebook about it. And I was just like, dude, just come over and hang out with us. Like, I know you're bored, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, have one of my single girlfriends come over who didn't show up. So, I was just like, well, shit. Because I was trying to set him up with somebody, actually, at the time. Well, look at that. I know. Look at me trying to be a good friend. Look at you playing matchmaker. That's how my mom and dad ended up together, though. My mom's trying to set my dad up with somebody. He ended up marrying her. Mm-hmm. Honey, I have shitty taste, so I can't fix nobody up with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fix nobody up with nobody, honey. I can barely fix myself up. <laughs> I honestly was bound and determined to be single for the rest of my life. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be a big old hoe. I'm gonna be a hoe in different area codes. Yes. Like, I was gonna get back out there and just live my life. Yeah. And not even fucking care. I didn't need a boyfriend, Mm. I didn't need a man. Mm -mm. How all this happened is a mystery, but things happened for a reason it was apparently supposed to. Maybe it was. But yeah, I I was ready to be single. And I didn't really care if I mingled. I was just like, I am a strong, independent woman. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get mine. Yeah. I don't need nobody. <laughs> Lo and behold. Yes. Somebody came in and was just like, oh, I 
But um, I think if he and I just had remained friends, I'd still be single and I wouldn't care. No. I'd be okay with it. Me too. But then again, you know, you wouldn't be worried about people's feelings and getting me in a divorce. Yeah. That's true. That's worth it. It's a fair trade. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Sometimes. But you do. I do think that you have to be single for a while and you have to know yourself. You can't really be happy with yourself. And now this is me projecting. I could be totally wrong, but I've read a ton of memes that will back this up on Facebook. And Facebook's everybody's therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, You cannot be happy with anybody until you are happy with yourself. Preach, girl. And there are so many people who don't know how to be happy with themselves. They think they are, but they're really not because they bitch about everything. And if you're bitching about everything, you are not happy with yourself. No. At all. Because something inside you makes you want to be unhappy. And so you complain. And I I don't fully understand this. I don't either. Maybe I need to read books about this, so I do. But um, and by read, I mean listen, because let's face it, I don't read books. Um, <laughs> I can't. But um, I think that that time being single and learning how to be alone and learning how to love yourself is really one of the most important things you can give yourself and your children. You're right, because I'm in the next relationship you're in. You're right, because you have to figure out being single, who you are. Mm-hmm. And what you want, yeah, and what you what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. because if you bring a bag of shit, you going you going to get, get a bag, bag of shit. shit. Yep. And I'll tell you one thing: both of my kids say now the biggest thing that they learned in life was they didn't need somebody to take care of them. That I taught them, no matter what, they have it in them to take care of themselves. And I did not want my daughter growing up thinking that she needed to be married to somebody. She needed to have a man to take care of her. She can take care of herself. Cool. And that's something my dad taught me. You're so, right. And I think <coughs> companionship is important. It is. And it does make life easier if you have somebody there helping you, you know, when you're down, when you're having issues. But you got girlfriends for that, too. You know you got family. Yeah. And, and you know what? When you want companionship, get your dog. Get right. your cat. Get your rat. Get you whatever. Because if you ain't ready, you ain't ready. You ain't ever going to be ready. No. And I'm going to tell you, and see, I think, I think it goes back to our parents. Mm-hmm. Because my mom's always taught me and my sister, never depend on a man, depend on yourself. Yes. And I think that's why it's hard for, and I'm speaking for me. It's hard for me to depend on someone other than me. Yeah. That can get bad, though, because I'm the same way. Because I have a hard time asking for help. I do, too. And it pisses CJ off so bad because he's like, I want to help you. And it's just like, I can do it on my own. You know, I'm going to tell you. Alex used to tell me, you can't be the man and the woman both. Yeah. I'm like, bet. I know. (laughs) He's like... Let me be the man. Yeah. Well, mofo, if, if you can't if you can't be the man, shit, I'm gonna be the man. Right. I've it's, been the man, the woman forever. Right. And so I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you you know don't know how to depend on people and you're too independent, 
you have trust issues. You do. And it makes it hard to be able to depend on other people. I know. There's balance. With there everything, there is a balance. Um, I am 44 and I'm just finding that balance. Like I am just now allowing somebody to help me. But I don't want to get used to it because I don't want to get spoiled and I don't want to get lazy. I'm going to tell you. Because that's just not in my bones. Well, I, 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 once I finally did, it just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Because like when you... For me, when you ask somebody to do stuff and they do it and, you, and they don't do it and you're they don't do it and you're asking them to do this and there's not getting done, you just do it yourself because you're used to doing it yourself. How many times can you ask somebody, for instance, to mm-hmm. change the filters in in the in the vents for your yeah. for the AC? You can't do it. You're yeah. not gonna do it. I'll do it. I'll climb up there. I, look, I got a ladder. Mm-hmm. I will climb up there and do that shit myself. Yep. You're not going to change the light bulb? Mm-hmm. You're going to just let there and let it be out? Okay, I got it. I'm going to do that shit myself. Yep. So, I'm used to being the man and the woman. Yeah. So, CJ gets frustrated. We're rabbit holing again. But who cares? It's our podcast. It is our podcast. God. But, no, so, I have a way that I like for things to be clean. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to his friend the other day, and um, he was complaining about his, you know wife wanting him to clean up around the house and CJ's like Kelly never asked me to do anything he's like what he's like yeah I mean like literally I don't do anything because she never asked me to do anything and he was just like you need to tell her to go talk to my wife and I'm like dude different strokes different folks yeah my whole thing is I have a way that I like for things to be done right and I don't want to micromanage somebody to do things the way because that's just going to start a fight Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to go ahead and do it because it'll be faster I'll be satisfied with the outcome and nobody knows any different. And I don't mind. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm totally okay with it. Now, the other day, um, Xander cooked dinner and it was like the night that I just started my steroid pack and I was feeling like a hot damn mess. You know how steroids like make you feel like your whole body's on fire? It does. Like, I was like, flame on. I'm gone. I'm so sweet like a nice bonbon. That's BC voice. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, so he knew that I was feeling crappy and Xander cooked dinner for me. And so, um, he was just like, all right, come on kids. We're going to clean up the the kitchen. And if I had been feeling okay, I probably would have went behind them to make sure the dishwasher was loaded right. But the whole time I was just like, I felt so appreciative that they stepped in and did it. But I think that if we're not like this, we wouldn't appreciate it. Like, if we were henpecking people to do things, we wouldn't appreciate it when they did. So, because somebody does step in and do something on occasion, like, without being asked, I guess. You're right. Then you do appreciate it more. Well, I'm going to tell you. When Alex was here, he cleaned a lot of the time. But then, since he's been gone, I have found that his way of cleaning is just hiding and hiding and shuffling. Yep. Like a kid. Hiding and shuffling. Because, yeah. It's the Clorox box. What happened to the straws? Right. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of hiding and shuffling. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to look for stuff where you know where it's at, yeah. and you can't find it, well, yeah. where the hell is it? Right. So it's a lot of hiding and shuffling, whereas I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Again, hence, don't depend on nobody. To do it, do it yourself. To do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, I created a monster in my children because they're both the same way. Like Xander doesn't want me touching his laundry. I'll do my laundry. Don't touch it. I have a certain way I like for it to be done. Sophie and her fiance, 
he does help her. I know that he does clean for her, but she does have a certain way that she likes for things to be done. And I'm pretty sure she has micromanaged his ass a few times. <laughs> Maybe she'll find the balance. Maybe. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so to find the balance. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, Zarian, Zarian don't care. Because he didn't got to do it. <laughs> he don't have to do it. He, had, <clears throat> I hadn't gotten him to that point. I'm trying. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. But Zarian just doesn't care as long as it gets done. So th- this is going to be a topic coming on down the line about parenting somebody else's child. Yes. Um, with Zarian, so we make him clean the kitchen and load the dishwasher. And when he loads it wrong, I make him take it out and load it back right. Because okay. that's what I've done with all of the kids. I'm okay. like, I don't know if we're going to do this. We're going to learn how to do it right. Because I'm like, what are you going to do when you're living by yourself? Are you going to be a hoarder? Like, you can't live in a like a house and just be junked up all the time. Like, it's got to be clean. Because Xander was really bad about it for a while, too. He just wanted to throw five things in there and hit start. And I'm like, oh, hell no. This is not how we do things. This must be a new trend. Because he had, because that at the beginning of the year, I told him he was going to have to start loading and unloading the dishwasher every yeah. day. And so when he loads it wrong, or he does it as Xander, I go behind him and do it. So he, how long has he been loaded and doing the stuff at your house? He does it. Um, so the week that we were all quarantined, he did it twice that week. Okay. We rotated. Okay. Like you know, the girls do it, Xander does it, Zarian does it, the girls do it, and then so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. We make sure everybody has, you know, has equal treatment, right? Because we don't need anybody bitching about. Well, they only had it in this many times, and it's just like I'm the freaking parent. I so know. We just try to make it seamless so um like last weekend um friday night xander did it and then saturday zarian did it but the girls will help zarian mm-hmm. they'll jump in and help him because you know he's like hey y'all come over here and help me and they're just like okay and i'm like you were so wrong for that because you know they're gonna have to do it by themselves tomorrow and he's just like yeah, they did <laughs> i'm like y'all's choice i don't care i just want to clean <laughs> yeah. but yeah the first few times when we were living back in innsbruck um, he would load it and he would do a really shifty job of loading it. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. yeah, no, we're not doing this. I know. Because I made him clean out his closet once because he threw everything in his closet. And I was just like, we're going to go through everything one by one. Everything has a place and everything goes in its place. I know. Cause like, and I was like, he is never coming back over again. If he does, he might murder me. <laughs> no, but you know what? He has, it, it's, it's just getting him ready. Because like I said, Zarian doesn't care as long as yeah. it gets done. Because that's the CJ in him. That is the CJ in him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care as long as it gets done. As in me is, I want it done a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, I guess there's middle ground there. But, like, when it comes to um, the dishwasher, obviously, is my pet peeve because we keep going back to the dishwasher. But if you put five things in there, you're wasting water. It is. In a dishwasher pack. I know. Because I'm going to tell you, he's (laughs) tried that before. And I went behind him and looked. There's still maybe six, seven things in there. Mm -hmm. But yet, he's done loading the dishwasher. I'm like, well, what about this? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mom. (sighs) Mom. At least he's a boy. If he was a girl, God help. No, because like y'all told Darian, I said, what are you going to do one day when you're by yourself? Yeah. Or you're, and your girlfriend don't clean. Mm-hmm. She don't clean nothing. What you going to do? I'm not going over and cleaning up y'all's nasty love shack. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So you got to know how to cook and you got to learn how to clean. Well, I mean, what if you, you know, are 40 when you get married for the first time? You know, what if you never get married? What if you're a bachelor? I mean, I've got some guy friends that have never been married. and They've just been bachelors their whole entire life. 
some of them have enough money to hire a maid, but what they did before that? Like, you right. have to be able to take care of your shit. Exactly. Darren told me, because I, because as I told him, because when I go upstairs and flip the couches, mm-hmm. he knows I'm serious, because if I flip the couches, because if you clean, if you told me that you cleaned up and I go up and flip the couches and I find Dorito bags or whatever up on the couch, then you haven't cleaned up like you're supposed yeah. to. Is that like when I flip the table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is there something up under? It's like, I'm angry. No, but if, if you told me you cleaned up, yeah. there shouldn't be anything hidden yeah up under anything i think that's a male thing it totally is no no it's not you should see under lily's bed it's a nightmare there's probably something living under there like a demon i don't know yeah it is a good thing that's why i have doors under my bed me too (laughs) i have me too there's dust bunnies under my bed but yeah so yeah we we rabbit hole again (laughs) we're not going to edit this though because this is going to strike a chord with somebody it is but okay so we have talked about being ready being ready and so part of being ready is being able to have your own identity Mm -hmm. what do you think another part of being ready is being ready for the next step being over so I think being over (laughs) your spouse (laughs) no you didn't Sorry for the dogs, y'all. Yeah. I don't think you can pause it. Oh, it'll be fine. I think the next thing is being over the relationship. Yes, you have to be past. You, you really, you have to be. You have to be past that point. Yeah. Even though we we went on these wild tangents, but the key is you have to be ready to move on and and look for your future. Yeah. Because you can't be ready for your future if you're looking back. Right. Um, I totally agree with that. So I think um, the next podcast we do, number three, number three, is being ready to move on within yourself. So that way you can be ready. You can be ready. Yeah. Because life has a lot of life is is full of ups and downs, but you you have, you have to yeah have to be able to roll with the punches. The, yes, yes, girl. So I honestly I think it's hard for. The person who has to see the person move on, mm-hmm. but it's also I'm going to be a little selfish for a second and say that it's really hard for the person who's new and who's meeting these people. Yeah, because in the grand scheme of things, they're really innocent in this situation. Like yeah. they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and it's just like, why am I being punished? I didn't do anything, right? So it's hard for everybody. Like the whole entire thing is hard for everybody. But um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I might delete that part out. Okay. But no, I mean, you do, you have to be ready. So be ready. we keep saying you have to be ready. Yeah, be ready. Yeah. We, the wine's kicking in. The I, wine I've only had two waffles this morning. Oh, I had leftovers. <laughs> I had leftovers in Mexico. <laughs> we may just have to delete the part from where the dogs start barking and pick up somewhere else. <laughs> Thank God this shit ain't live. I know. Yeah. But okay, so since we're going to delete some of this out. <laughs> Because I learned how to cut and paste the other day. Um, finding yourself. And being ready. Yes. So, once you find yourself, you find yourself. And then, you don't have to worry about still being, like, hanging on. You don't have to. You, not right. hanging on. You're not living in the past. Not living in the past. So, the next, number three, we're going to talk about living in the past. Living in the past. And being able to move on. Moving on. Because, and I think that's why we work out so well. 
I think so too. Because you weren't in the past. Mm -hmm. You didn't live in the past. Like you had moved on years ago. Mm -hmm. Like you were used to the way things work, right? Mm -hmm. um, Zarian did hope that y'all were going to get back together though. He did admit that to me the other day and I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's weird. I was like, I don't think, I don't know if your mom would have been okay with that though. So I think your mom had moved on past that point. Poor baby. I think all kids are like that though. Yeah. Because um, I think Sophie and Xander were kind of low-key hoping maybe if I was getting divorced, they didn't feel like their dad was happy, maybe he would get divorced. I think all kids are like that. Like, I think if something were to happen to me and CJ, like, let's say I die in a car wreck, they're probably going to hope that their mom and dad get back together. I know, but see, Zarian's never known us together. Yeah. But I think that, like, I don't know. I think maybe he was kind of, like, hoping to have it. Oh, poor babe. Yeah. CJ's my friend. Yeah. I, I love y'all's relationship. Like, it does not bother me at all. There is nothing in the world about y'all's relationship that makes me feel any certain way except for happy. Like, um, thanks. Halloween, when we were trick-or-treating and you and him were in the car. And I had to leave my wine in the car so I could walk around with the girls because I will do this when I'm 80. And then finally my boots were hurting me. And I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm getting in the car because I want my wine. I know. I love the fact CJ had so much fun. Too. And I could tell y'all were just hitting it off. Y'all were happy. It was y'all were having fun. And I was just like, I love the fact that y'all are friends, that we're all three really good friends, and that we have this good relationship where, you know, we were friends first. Yeah. Right. But um it just to me it just it makes me happy. Okay. And I think it makes I think it makes Zarian happy. I think it's good for everybody. I think that's why being able to find a friendship somehow is really the most important thing. But it was just easier for us because you were ready. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Alright, girl. We did it. We did. <laughs> Another fifty minute long episode. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed our our podcasting. Our podcasting. <laughs> and we hope that you enjoyed it. You have to get past our rabbit holes, but mm -hmm. but we we have clear vision. Two cackling women. Two cackling women. Yes. So just so you guys know, we're going to start doing Margarita Mondays. Margarita Mondays. And I think our next podcast will be a Margarita Monday. Okay. Where we do a Facebook Live. Facebook Live. So you make sure we have our hair and makeup on. Well, I'll be coming fresh from work, so I'll be looking raggedy and uh. <laughs> Ragged and ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, probably be coming from a long day of doing schoolwork. So, <laughs> same girl, same. We will need <laughs> our margaritas. But just so y'all know, Margarita Monday is we're going to pick up and we're going to talk about what we've been talking about. However, we will be live on Facebook. Like so, it. we'll be talking, you know, about whatever questions you have. We'll be hitting high points. If you want to, you know, come in and say anything about what you go through, if you want advice. We're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. Yeah, you might not like it, but we're going to give it to you. They say straight up, no chaser. That's right. Just <laughs> be ready for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Bye.